0: Welcome to the Nutrition Ish podcast, the place for all things nutrition and mindfulness. We are passionate about guiding you to make peace with food and empower your body and brain. I'm one of your hosts, Allie Hobson. I'm an NTP, nutritional therapy practitioner in San Diego. I work with individuals to assess personal nutritional deficiencies and imbalances by addressing the root cause of any health issue. In my private practice, I focus on women's hormones, gut health, and thyroid dysfunction. Let's meet my co-host. I'm Chelsea Gross,
1: a certified transformational nutrition coach based in Los Angeles. I work one-on-one with women who are ready to break free from dieting, make peace with food, and create a life they love filled with energy, self-love, and freedom from rules and obsession. I'm also the creator of the ebook Break Free from Disordered Eating remember our disclaimer. This podcast is intended to be informative and entertaining and should not replace medical advice, treatment, or diagnosis. We are so excited you're here. Let's get to the episode.
0: You're listening to episode 73 of the Nutrition-ish podcast. Oh, hey. Hi. So you're in your childhood bedroom right now. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I wish this was when we had our episodes up on YouTube so you could, like, see the magic of... The magic. The magic of my childhood room literally being the same from the day I was born. (laughs) Which is so cute. I love it. Nothing has changed. There's thousands of photos everywhere. My mom refuses to change anything. Um, The bed that is in here... I am five feet tall, okay, you guys? I barely fit in this bed. It is like, I call it my elf bed. If ever I like stay over here, I usually am staying here. Well, I guess now that I have a baby, I haven't stayed here. Actually, that's not true. We did one time and we slept downstairs in the guest bedroom, but um, I'm usually here with like my dog or something. So like Stella, my pug is like also in the elf bed with me and there's just no room. (laughs) It's just comical. Because it's made for a child, right? It's made for a child. (laughs) Not but a luckily, because you stopped taller. growing, you yeah. can
1: still fit there.
0: I can, somewhat. but it's still tight. But I look at this and I'm like, okay, I'm like the size of a large child, really. But yeah. who fits in these beds? <laughs> Little it's kids. Funny. Yeah, their yeah. first bed. Yeah. 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 It's so cute. Yeah. It's We're nice over here. At- the- yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I was just say why we're here is because <laughs> yeah. my mom's watching um, the baby upstairs. And I was like, oh, it'll be easier if I just come to you, which is kind of nice.
1: Thank God for your mom or we wouldn't have
0: oh a podcast. Gosh. Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. I can hear him from up here just chatting away about God knows what.
1: Aw, he's <laughs> the cutest.
0: Noises. He's pretty cute.
1: What's happening now? Like what's been like a marker of like, what is Is he five
0: or six? He's five months. Five months um well let's see he rolled over from like his tummy to his back by himself he's only done it a few times but so that's happening he's kind of getting to the age at like six months is maybe when you can start to introduce solids some people do it a little sooner I'm waiting a little bit because another kind of marker to look for is like if they can sit up on their own and he's not really close to sitting up on his own just quite yet um He's got a schedule, which is great at this age. Kind of, like, you got to start to think. You don't have to. You don't have to do anything with parenting, in my opinion. But most people are kind of, like, on a schedule. So he's on a pretty good schedule of, like, morning naps, afternoon naps, and when he goes to bed. What else? He's teething. Start Kind of starting to tease. So, like, everything he touches, he puts in his mouth. Mostly his hands or his feet. He's very flexible. <laughs> a little yoga baby. Um, yeah. He's just, that is yeah, the he
1: funniest thing. i do
0: not say words. When babies
1: because what is it they're just why can they put their legs up like that
0: I probably should know the answer but I don't really (laughs) I'm just assuming that like a lot of their joints and bones and like structure hasn't like form like formed yet yeah like a lot of the things that haven't really like fused and put into place and also I think for him because he was breached for I don't really truly know for how long but I think maybe the whole time like still my OB was like I think he flipped upside down at like 36 weeks I'm like I don't think so I think he was like this for a while so I think because he was breached like his legs were always up so when he was born if you like I did like one post about it in my Instagram way back but he's like got these like pretzel legs where they just like literally go up to his ears yeah so I think he's just a little more flexible because of the way that he was in my body possibly
1: yeah, I think that's the cutest thing when I see a baby, like, being pushed in a stroller and their legs are just, like, totally up by their ears. They're just, like, chilling. I think yeah. it's so
0: funny and it's cute. It's so funny. My mom just sent me a photo because she's been texting me from upstairs, you know, being like, everything's great. Are you almost done? <laughs> but she sent me a photo of him, of, like, his foot, like, in his mouth and he's, like, on yeah. the couch. But, like, his eyes are, like, the same color as the couch. It's really funny. Oh. But yeah, so Love updates from, from Asher. But yeah, that's that's kind of it over here.
1: Cool. Should we jump into today's app? It would be a little shorter because Abby, or Abby. Why did I call you Abby?
0: Maybe <laughs> you were going to say Asher and Allie in one, in one sentence.
1: That was weird. Allie's mom. <laughs> We need to let her go from baby duty. So Yeah,
0: she's like, it's Friday night. I got parties to attend and things oh, to do. It is Friday, and I have, like, no
1: life, and your mom's, like, out on the town?
0: Oh, yeah. they They live it up. They wow. are, like, more social than anybody that I know.
1: That's great. Good for them. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, cool. So our first question today is, well, it's our only question, is from Sarah. She said, hello, ladies. So this question is actually more about my boyfriend than me, so I will do my best to describe his situation. He's currently 23 years old, going to school to be a PTA, which is a a physical therapist assistant. We had to look that up.
0: We think. (laughs) There could be something else it is, but I'm pretty sure it's that.
1: (laughs) He, He gets eight plus hours of sleep fairly regularly, and I would say his stress level is pretty low. However, his entire life, he's had issues with drastic weight fluctuation. He works out consistently at least five times a week, doing both cardio and heavy lifting, yet he will still gain weight even with grueling workouts. He recently gained 20-ish pounds in just under two months and has no idea why. He drinks lots of water, yet somehow is always thirsty still. His eating habits aren't terrible at all. He sticks to real food sources 90% of the time, mostly trying to stay paleo with cheese as an exception and only really strays from that if we go out to eat. Semi-consistently, he will take magnesium, zinc, and vitamin D, occasional liquid IV supplement after a long workout. My first question is, what possible medical condition could cause someone to gain weight so rapidly even while working out consistently? Thyroid, perhaps? Any specific medical tests he should start with? Her second question is, um how do i keep him motivated to continue to feel good about himself despite the weight fluctuations he's been particularly hard on himself lately critiquing himself constantly even though he still looks great and she says love 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 the podcast please never stop recording you ladies are amazing and so inspiring thank you for all the information you give thank you for being here all right that's so nice
0: I'll tell my mom so she can keep being motivated to babysit (laughs) yeah so we can keep doing the podcast (laughs) um okay I think this is a good question for Chelsea and I to kind of break this up I will address the first question um and Chelsea obviously can chime in and then I will let her more so answer the second question because that's kind of what makes us a good team is we have different strengths when it comes to this kind of stuff so I think um, the first thing I will say is that you are super supportive and I think you're an amazing girlfriend. <laughs> and he sounds like he is also uh, doing a really great job at keeping you know, a balance with everything in his life going on despite kind of some of the recent things that he's been dealing with. I do find it pretty interesting that he's had this issue his whole life. Um, I mean, he's young. 23 is not really anything that... I mean, not to say that health issues can't come up when you're young because, of course, that they can. However, when you are younger and something drastic like this happens, I think that's a definite red flag to go in to see your primary care physician or if you want to go naturopath route. Like, whoever it is, find someone that's going to be able to address this and kind of take this under because it can kind of be like a startling, like, what's the body trying to tell me here? So to answer your question, and of course, I am not a medical professional. I do have the privilege of working in a clinic, so I get to work with people who do this kind of stuff, and I work on the nutrition component of it. So I did have some you know, kind of good input, input from the naturopathic doctor that I personally work with at my job, um, but I think there's a few things to look at. So when you go into, whether that's your PCP or a holistic doctor, naturopath, whatever that is... I think you should say exactly this like I'm very concerned because this is very recent I mean 20 pounds under two months is not something that is normal and I think that is a little bit of a cause to just kind of like take action to figure it out and not let it go and not necessarily like work on diet and try different things and work out less or work out more. Like, I think this is kind of a go go to the doctor and get this figured out kind of situation. And we want to make sure that while we can give advice and give our take on things, like there are some things where it's just like, okay, you need a, a medical professional. And I think this is one of those situations. So a few different things when you go in, I would exactly, what I was just going to say is like, you know, say exactly what's been going on. And I think that they will most likely take into consideration all the things that they need to do. But from my perspective, what I would recommend is having them do, um, because you do have to be your own advocate, number one, making sure that you're getting out of, you know, what you are going to the doctor for, making sure that you're happy with how they are responding to you. And I think getting a complete full blood workup would be my number one advice. And I would also recommend doing a full thyroid panel, which is not just TSH, So typically, if you're going to do a full panel of blood work, they'll do just the TSH, which sometimes they'll run a few other ones, but you really want to do a full thyroid. And the reason why I'm gravitating towards thyroid, and actually you had kind of like um, Sarah also kind of jumped onto this and thinking when you said thyroid, perhaps, like, yes, absolutely, thyroid, perhaps. So thyroid does control metabolism. Um, It does have a lot to do with, you know, being hypothyroid can cause you to gain weight. This sounds like it's a little bit more drastic, but it's not to say that, you know, in men, things can happen quicker. Like, you'll probably notice that, like, men can lose weight very quickly. They can put it on just as quick as well. So it's not impossible that it's thyroid. But when it comes to doing a full thyroid panel, you're going to want to look at, and you can even write this down and bring this into them because sometimes uh, primary care physicians' thyroid panel looks different from a holistic thyroid panel, even though you're saying, I want a thyroid panel. So you would ask for TSH, you would ask for free T3, free T4, you would ask for total T3, total T4, reverse T3, and then also TPO antibodies. So the two things that kind of, there's three, I mean, they're all important, don't get me wrong, but the TSH kind of looks at the thyroid uh the thyroid stimulating hormone so the higher that number is the more hypothyroid you are so generally you want to be in the range from a functional perspective i would say anywhere from one to two is good if you get into the 2.5 like that's okay but you're pushing it a little bit higher whereas sometimes more of a conventional doctor will say oh well it's under 4.0 so you're fine To me, if it's 3.5, if it's 3, that's a little hypothyroid. So you want to kind of get your ranges well within kind of an understanding of more of a functional perspective being in that 1 to 2 range, I think. And then the reverse T3 is interesting because you can do this fun little ratio where if you take reverse T3 and you take the total T3, so those two numbers are what you're going to use, and then you do total T3 divided by reverse T3, you'll get a number. So say you get five from those two numbers that's telling us that there's a little bit of a sluggishness going on and there's a little bit of kind of like stagnation maybe it's a conversion issue with the thyroid you want to have that ratio be close to 10 and not five so the more close you are to 10 that's more so that your thyroid is functioning optimally. And if you're looking at the numbers of your reverse T3, if you're outside of what is the normal range, then that could be a result of being stress. So... My reverse T3 when I tested it postpartum after like a week was like much higher than it is now because my body just went through this like crazy stressful event of labor, which makes sense. So the reverse T3 is interesting. They normally don't test it unless you're doing or going to a functional doctor. And then the TPO antibodies could be a function of an autoimmune disorder being Hashimoto's with the thyroid. So if you have antibodies above 30 is typically the range that they look at then you have what they would consider an autoimmune disease, which could be something here. I mean, we don't know. So that's what you would want to look at if you're doing a full thyroid panel, and I would have them run that along with everything else that they normally do for just a complete like CBC blood workup panel. Some other things that I think could be interesting, um, that's where you would want to start is just with blood work. And then you could also look into maybe doing like a cortisol test. Like you could, you know, test quite literally what your cortisol is doing through a saliva test. And you, most of the time, this tests that they do are not covered by insurance, but maybe a portion of them are. And to do some of these more um, specialty tests, you would want to go through like a naturopath or a functional medicine doctor. But that measures your cortisol over a 24-hour period. So you could find that maybe his cortisol is, you know, just completely way too high and that stress is causing him to gain rapid weight. That's something to look at. You could also do a stool test where you're looking at the gut microbiome and looking for any type of infections or parasites or just abnormalities. Um, I would also, you know, have them make sure which they normally do in a normal like blood work panel I guess going back to that would be the inflammatory markers looking at something called c-reactive protein that'll give you kind of a good marker of inflammation in the body also sometimes homocysteine you can look at that to kind of get some good inflammatory markers um there's Also, I guess the the chance that this could be kind of more of like a diabetic issue, and the reason I say that is really just kind of coming from like that thirst, like you're saying he drinks a lot of water, but he's still always thirsty, so that can be kind of like a sign and symptom from a diabetic perspective. Type 1 diabetes is genetic, and type 2 is lifestyle and diet, so... You know, we never know why things happen or what could happen, even though he seems like he's doing really, really well in terms of his health. Like, he's eating really well. He's exercising. I mean, we don't know. But I would think that that would be something to kind of consider and making sure that they are aware of, like, hey, I want to test my glucose. I want to look at the A1C. I want to look at insulin. Those are types of um, diabetic markers that you can also explore. Um, And then from another medical perspective, and this is really – kind of something that the naturopathic doctor that I work with had mentioned, Um, she's kind of said, you know, this is super rare and I don't necessarily think that's what it is because obviously I don't know anything about this person. And quite frankly, neither do Chelsea and I. We're not really sure, you know, too much about any of his health history. But, you know, if there's something with the pituitary, sometimes if there's um, something going on with the pituitary that Possibly causes the body to produce more cortisol like that could be rapid weight gain um, it also could be something like you know water weight and Edema so edema and swelling can have the body rapidly hold on water so these are all just like you know ideas and even if you Just wrote all them down and came to your doctor and said here's all the things that we're considering and we hope we don't know at all but these are possibilities. Like, what do you think about this? I think that's the best way to approach a relationship with a practitioner is coming in super prepared, knowing what you want to ask for instead of going in and saying like, hi, you know, I've been gaining rapid weight and I don't know why and having them just take the reins because if you do enough kind of research ahead of time, which it seems like you're very invested in his well-being, which I'm sure he appreciates too, like you're reaching out to us through the podcast to get Examples and answers and maybe some suggestions I would just write all this stuff down and bring it into your doctor and say I've done some research what do you think about this because too it can make you feel better to if it's not something you know that we're that I'm suggesting and saying like okay, maybe it's totally not a diabetic issue at all. At least they can explain to you why it's not. And I think it'll make him feel better. It'll make you feel better to bring up these topics and then have him, you know, rule them out or whoever the doctor is, rule them out and just kind of work through these issues. But you're staying in control with the ideas and things that you have.
1: Well, that was incredible information. So that was good. Um, I will just add a few other things. Um, Obviously, I highly, highly recommend, of course, working with a practitioner on all of this. That's non-negotiable for this particular situation. What I will say and what you can definitely have a conversation with him about, especially because you say his entire life he's had issues with drastic weight fluctuation, I would try to get him into the mindset that it's not because he's not like working out enough or like it doesn't sound like at all that this gaining that much weight that quickly it's not going to be like a food and weight or a food and exercise issue right it's something deeper like any of the many things that Allie just went over it's like a deeper probably health issue systemic issue um so he needs to understand that it's not like he needs to add in more growing workouts um there's something else going on and what i would even say especially if adrenals and thyroid, which are very interconnected, are, are taxed. He's in this like burnt out state, something's going on that's a lot deeper, he's depleted. Then it can even be adding fuel to the fire if he is working out, like doing all these grueling aggressive workouts, especially doing too much cardio. Um, it's basically probably just putting him in, when you do too much steady state cardio can definitely put you into a fight or flight, stressed out state. So maybe even working on cutting back a little bit, again, while he's getting the test and working with a qualified practitioner, walks, yoga, even like switching to doing more lifting weights with taking lots of adequate rest. I think that would be much more beneficial than him like really pushing himself or doing like long cardio sessions, sweating a lot, like getting him to that really taxed state. taxed state. I just can see that doing far more harm than good especially with the, like, state that he's in right now. Again, like, I want to remind you guys, burning calories here is not the issue. He doesn't need to work out more or eat less or anything like that. There's something deeper going on. I even think maybe he could benefit potentially from eating more. And again, like, I would want to run all this by the practitioner that he's working with. But I often see a lot with guys who go paleo, I feel like they might not be able to get as much calories or nutrition that they need just because they do have higher appetites often, um, especially with someone that's working out as much as he is. He may need to actually add in more or really see if his meals are balanced. So again, like having someone look over really what he's eating and make sure that he's getting enough so that his body does feel like it's in that safer state to have the chance to heal. Um another thing that I thought, I don't necessarily think this could be the case, but if someone is having kind of unexplained weight gain, it could be something like a food intolerance. Um, it could even be like inflammatory foods like gluten or dairy. Um, it doesn't sound like he's doing a lot of that, but it could be some other more unique food intolerance or sensitivity that the body is just like really poorly reacting to feeling very inflamed from. Um, and that can like cause kind of, um, like a, Uh, a tailspin of other things in the body to kind of go out of whack. So I don't know. That's a possibility. And um, I think doing the stool test would be really informative and even see if it is something like a parasite or an infection. Like something like H. pylori could be. I don't know. I think of that more as like losing drastic weight loss. But again, like everyone reacts to things differently and that could be a factor there. Um, So I do want to talk a little bit about like mindset and weight fluctuations um and I think whether you're a guy or girl or whatever situation you're in I think these things can be helpful um first things first obviously we do want to make sure that he's getting answers again this is stuff that I recommend doing alongside working with a doctor um you know all these things the drastic weight gain it's definitely a red flag so I think once you get hooked up with a doctor it's going to be a little bit about surrendering and if you can find someone you trust, if you can find someone that you feel like is really on your side, they're gonna work hand in hand with you. They're gonna be on a team with you. You're gonna do proper testing. You're gonna get the answers. Obviously, like all the information that Allie just gave you, I think if you can approach a doctor, already having some knowledge, um, being you know a participant in the process, hopefully, um, you know you'll just feel a little bit better. Like you're gonna be taken care of. I know a lot of the time when we go through really drastic changes to our body or health issues, we sometimes feel like we're out on an island by ourselves and we feel very hopeless and scared and freaked out. So being able to work with someone that you feel like is on your side I think can help you a lot just emotionally and mentally too. So that's first things first, getting hooked up with someone that you feel like really is on your side and then surrendering a little bit to the fact that like they're going to look for the answers and you're going to control what you can control and that's going to be your mindset through this. Um, So I think it's really important to try to build back some trust with your body and trust with your health. And I know what that's like firsthand um, dealing with like chronic pain, chronic bloating, um, Lyme, like all this stuff. There's so many times where I felt like my body was failing me or I felt like my body hated me or I felt like I was never going to get well. And a lot of the times I felt angry, frustrated, and again, like singled out, like, why is this happening to me? Why am I doing everything quote unquote right but not getting better? So first things first, I recommend this book all the time, but it would be helpful if you could get him to read, maybe you guys can read it together, The Loving Diet Book by Jessica Flanagan. Again, she wrote it specifically for people who deal with autoimmune disease, who again are doing everything right, sticking to the right diet, um, kind of doing all the right lifestyle stuff, but they're still not healing. So I just love the mindset approach of that book, and really what it is, is it's working with your body. It's getting on your body's side and believing that you have the capacity to heal, So along those lines, working on the mentality of like your body wants to heal, your body wants to be well. And again, that's why working with someone who's dedicated to helping you can be so great because you can give them a lot of that responsibility. Like I said, you can surrender. This practitioner is on my side. We're doing these tests. We're going to get to the bottom of it and believing that you will find that answer. Um, You know, and just really working on being kind to yourself. You can even do uh, mantras like I trust my body, my body wants to heal. Um, list all of the things you are besides your weight and your body and Sarah you can do this with him because obviously you see him in this great light you love him you celebrate him so do this with him what do you love about him can you make a list can you read it to him and then maybe can you have him make his own list and then when you have this information about yourself can you then put that on your notes app or set an alarm on your phone that goes off during the day Just to sort of get yourself in the mentality of like building yourself back up, because I know how stressful and just depleting and overwhelming it can be when something is off with our bodies and you start to just feel like so insecure, so doubtful if things will ever resolve. But then, if you can go back to this list again, this will give you some sort of like foundation, some grounding, something to put your focus into that's positive and be really, really present with those intentional thoughts. So if you can do all of that at the same time as all the tests and getting on maybe like a really good plan or protocol and working with your doctor, you'll kind of have all the best parts of both worlds. I would also encourage you to look into something like acupuncture or some sort of maybe alternative or like holistic method of of healing, something that maybe you can go to that's going to allow you to relax. Again, another practitioner that's on your team that's like has your greatest good and um, you know, is interested in your success with healing, like they're on your side too. I think could be helpful. Also, too, I thought for you, like getting out in nature and grounding. I don't know where you guys live, but like grass, putting your feet directly onto grass, or hugging a tree, or looking up into the sky. There's so much to that too, and helps you be a little bit more present, feel a little bit more connected to your body. And also, too, I don't know if you guys are into any of this kind of stuff, but. Crystals and energy healing, just kind of as I was reading your question, I felt like that could be a good option for you too. Again, like in these doubtful states where you're really overwhelmed with health issues, I feel like having something else to kind of lean on, and that could be spirituality, that could be religion, that could be whatever you believe in. Um, You don't have to be not religious, by the way, to use crystals, So Anyone can use crystals. It's not like crazy. It's just like it's a rock. It's, you know. (laughs) so you don't have to like believe in like witches or anything like that to like crystals um but you can actually go if you have if you live somewhere where there's a crystal store you can go and there's they'll give you explanations for all the different types of crystals and maybe something for health issues or how you feel kind of like down on yourself there's something for everyone um and even like energy healing so Sarah Small who is on Couple episodes ago, or even Christina Rice, like they do Reiki, they do distance Reiki. I don't know, that could be a cool option for you too, just to feel like, again, you're covering yourself from all aspects. So you've got the physical, the mental, the emotional. And I think for you, just putting like your trust into other people to help you, because we don't know if you're working with someone or if you've reached out. I mean, and you're not, I don't even know if you're listening to this or Sarah's listening to this, (laughs) but, um, you know asking for help is a sign of strength yeah well sarah is but maybe they're listening together or he i don't know we don't know but asking for help is a sign of strength not a sign of weakness and something's definitely wrong you're young and it can get better so like don't wait you know till it gets worse there's people out there that can definitely help Yeah. anything else to share al no i don't think so i was like are you there (laughs)
0: Oh, I'm here. No, I don't think so. I think just, yeah, closing on maybe what you said of, like, don't, um, like, don't be afraid to kind of reach out and ask for help because these are things that, yes, you are young and there is something going on and you don't want to wait and try and figure it out yourself. Like, just go ask for help and don't be scared of, because some people really do have a fear of going to the doctor because they don't want to know what it is, you know, and while that is valid... It's also not going to help you or benefit you in any way. So just get in there and get it figured out and move on. You know, like we can, we can do this all together. We're, we're all on your side here. <laughs> it sounds like a support team. <laughs>
1: yes, yeah, support is important. Okay, cool. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. If you'd like to submit a question, you can email us at nutritionishpodcast at gmail.com or head on over to our website and click under the Submit a Question tab. And by the way, Sarah, you're like an amazing girlfriend. Can we just give Sarah a shout-out? Seriously. It's really really sweet. Okay. Head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. It means the world to us. Also, be sure to subscribe so that a new episode gets downloaded for you every single week. For more from me, Chelsea, head to nutritionwithchelsea.com and follow me over on Instagram at nutritionwithchelsea. For more from Allie, head to barefoodnutrition.com and follow her at barefoodnutrition. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. See ya.